When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Spoil Mum this Mother's Day. Find YSL Paration 90 mil, 119.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. And Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday, the 27th of April. We're heading to the end of April, right into the start of May. You know what May the 1st means, Louis? May the 1st means you're going to get out there and. First weekend of May, duck shooting season. Yeah, mate. It's rural Christmas, they call it. Yes. You're right, I've been about, mate. I know you're going to. Um, it's something you look forward to every year. So look forward to hearing your stories. After May the 1st, mate, uh, may the force be with you, eh? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, come giving, Louis, the... giving Louis a shotgun. Yeah. Mm, a bit dangerous. Oof, hell. Anyway, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to Mark Chittick, Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Today we have a big meeting at Hawera. Going to get some tips and some grave from him, and I'm sure Kempi will talk to him about Cinerama. She's racing this Saturday against Toalissa. He's deflated, but I told him I'm going to back Toalissa, so probably stop Toalissa from, from winning. There you go, <laughs> you mate. I'll do something for you. And then after eight, McCafe Coffee Catch-Up, Bob Herrick. Uh, he is a long-time sports writer for Sports Illustrated, and he's an author of his new book, Tiger and Phil, which is out now, Louis, is it out now? Yes, on Amazon, you can yeah, grab it. It's out now on Amazon, and you can grab that book. And we're going to ask him about the current topic with Phil leaving the PGA and going and played in the LIV uh, Rebel League, backed by Saudi Arabia. With um, you got Westwood, Lee Westwood, you got Ian Poulter have joined already. So it's, uh, it's a topical conversation. He's 
already committed to playing in the PGA Championship where he is defending champion and the US Open. be interesting to see if whether the PGA committee um, allow him to do so. Anyway, that is our show for after 8 o'clock. Right now, we're going to ask for some callers. 0800 about the Warriors. The Warriors team has been named. They have made some changes, and I'm going to ask you this question from the text machine, Kempe. Good morning, Kempe. What's your thoughts on the Warriors' changed lineup? Thoughts on Rocco Berry and Vailia on the wings as they are centres. Do you think Ben Murdoch, Masilak comes into the lineup? Named on the extended bench as an impact player, that is from Ryan, a big Warriors fan. Yeah, look, I, that's a really good question. I, th- I think you you can't go across um, Murdoch Masala for impact. You know, having Jake Murchie on the on the bench doesn't really give you enough of that uh, X factor. Mm. Um, Katoa comes back because I've lost Penny, um, you know, to injury, so. Yeah, Katoa's been playing okay. He's, I see that they've moved him from the edge to a, as a middle player now, so he's filling that gap of the big guys. Bunty of four, I think, is lucky to hold his position. I thought defensively he was pretty poor on the weekend. The other changes on the wing, the, like changing both wingers out is really interesting. Mm. Now, Kossi had one of those nights. You know what I mean? It, for me, um, I see that he's named as 18th man, but... Brownie's probably thinking that he he needs some time to recover, and I hope it's just that because the kid's been going okay, mm. um, but just you know they had to they had to do something there. But they bring in uh, Viliami Vailea. Now he's 110 kilos. He's two meters tall. Mm. Um, he's got big wraps on him through through the system here in New Zealand, and people have people actually wanted to see more of him last year. Mm. So that's a real interesting um, selection there. A big man get our yardage going forward. That's a you know that's a given. Uh, sometimes I think we we rely too much. On on big players, I think that our wingers should be like more like the fox, mm. you know, get yep. some speed in there. And Rocco Berry comes back, and and having Rocco Berry in there covers your centres. I thought Jesse Arthur's the was the other one who who was really lucky to hold his position. Mm. You know, he was um, given a given a, a toweling by the the young Papua New Guinean centre um, or yep. for Melbourne on the weekend. So again, you know. You you got to be careful of making too many changes. You know the spine didn't work. The other the, I spoke to about it yesterday. Oh, like I'd move Sean around. I'd sw- I'd sw- I'd switch him. You know, put him put him to second receiver. Um, get him to play play the position that uh, channel uh, Harris Tavita plays, mm. and and move a move a seven in there. Get get them to take. I looked at the stats on Sean. He only kicked the ball twice on the weekend. Um, Admittedly, one of them led to a try. Yep. You know, with that with that bounce of the ball, that was funny, wasn't it? When the um, commentators are saying, you know, well, <laughs> shocking get, bounce, shocking. Well, that's a rugby ball, man. Yeah, it's not a soccer ball. <laughs> it doesn't bounce straight up in the air. Um, but you know, that's uh, for me. It's not more about the changes. When you look at uh, about this game, you have a look at the game and the importance of this game. Canberra sit below them. Mm. Now, Ricky Stewart's in the same boat. You know, they they haven't been playing very well too. They're really, really. You know, sporadic in their in their effort this year, Just can't seem to get them flying. But you know, they've made some changes too. Xavier Savage comes back in the young in, in the wing. I, I think Xavier Savage will go to fullback. Jordan Upon will play in the wing. Yep. Um, but you know, the the biggest difference here is the halves. Jack Whiten, I think, is the key to Canberra, and Sean Johnson this weekend is the key to the Warriors. Now, whoever wins that battle, I think everyone else. You know, Aidan Fanua, Blake, and Josh Papali—they lock each other out. You know, Matthew Hodge, Joseph Tarpany. Like Joseph Tarpany, I, I tried to get um, Jim Doyle to sign him when he was a kid. I saw him do the um, the the beat test or whatever you call it, what you guys do these days. Yo-yo, yo-yo test. Mm. 
mate, blew it out of the water down in Rotorua at a camp that I held down there. And I phoned, I phoned the Warriors and I said, mate, there's a kid down here called Joseph Tarpany. He's looking to play. He's first time um, coming, coming back, ended up at Newcastle. They obviously left it in the voicemail. They did. <laughs> they did. Well, you know. Come on, So man. they, they, yeah, they, I think the Ford's cutting them out. And the other part with the Warriors that is really lacking is their edge players. Mm. You know, you and Aiken and Bailey Surinan don't do it for me. You know, you have a look at Kikau. You know, like I've said, I've said it so many times last year. Like, pick a strike back rower yeah. and put him out there to allow that. It's not about the strike back rower. It's about the defenders that are around him mm. and worried about that strike back row, That's which allows it. your halfbacks to run, which mm. allows your centers more space and puts a focus on one player. Now, if me and you were defending out there in the centers and we had Bailey Surinan and Ewan Aiken run at no. us, not like, a natural he, threat. Take care of him, will you? I don't even have to worry about him. You mm. just you sort of are. If it's kick out running at me and you, me and you are going, mate, get over here and give us a hand with this big dude. You know what I mean? So I just think the back row struggles at the moment. That's, for me, where they need to go to. Everyone's talking about the edges and the and the centres and the wingers. No, no, it starts one more player in, and it's the edge back row. So do we have the personnel? Obviously, we've got a lot of injuries in the Warriors. Do we have the personnel? Give us a call, 0800 on the Kennard Tire phone line. Give us a call. If you agree with Uncle's comments or you disagree, let us know on the, on the phone line. We'd love to hear from you. But do they have the personnel? Uncle, they've got... Yeah, you know, those are the, those are the what's at the dispose right now. Is there anyone else waiting in the in the ranks that can come in and potentially fill that role on the edge? Yeah, look, Tohu Harris is is obviously the edge the edge mm. player that so can play on back? that right edge. He's meant to be thinking. meant to be back mid season. Mm. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's need that's him. true. We need him. Look, I thought I thought Katoa last year was a real good um, left edge player, and but mate, you can you can rotate Katoa and Ben Ben Masala over over periods of time. Like get away from this. You know, I've got to have the the eighty minute front row. I've got to have the the hooker sitting on the bench. What you've got to have is you've got to have t- players mm. in your team that are the better players that are going to win your football game. Kempi, a couple of great texts here. The Warriors should be made to watch full replay of the nineteen ninety eight ANZAC Test every day for the rest of the week. Um, that, <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, you do every day. Yeah, and I wasn't even planning it. So that's responding to my message about what would day two hangover be like after that hiding. Sean Johnson is the key to the Warriors. Now, where have I heard that before? That's from Gig. That's kind of like yesterday. If Sean Johnson's the answer, what is the question? Well, let's remove the name. <laughs> that is a great one. Let's remove the name. Let's mm. remove Sean Johnson and let's put marquee player. Okay, so let's go to every club. The marquee player is the key to the to the team. Now, where have I heard that before? Well, Pep Pepenhausen, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Yep, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, um, Tom Trebojevic, uh, You know, and the list goes on and on. What we're saying is your marquee player is the key. Mm. That's why you pay them the big dollars. So for Johnson, I know you've touched on it. We we you looked at the stats and you rattled them off uh, earlier. You said caught the ball twenty nine times. Caught the ball. He, he had he, he had the ball thirty one times. He passed it twenty nine. Passed twenty nine. Yeah. So that just shows he's not an actual genuine threat. And that's what we spoke about the other day. Teams know that Johnson the now is probably going to be a bit more of a distributor. So he's actually not a genuine threat on the other side of the ball. See, I remember my dad. My dad coached me when I was a kid, and I remember him saying to me distinctly, distinctly saying to me, "Don't pass the ball all the time, okay? You've got to run, mate. You've got to have a crack, you know." And he would say to me, "Because when you pass it all the time, the defence will just slide off you, but when you run, you'll put them in two minds. Like carry that ball out in front of you, and you just run." 
And what happens to a defensive line when you when you're catching it 31 times, you're passing it 29 times. You're making it so much easier on the defensive line. So, you know, he needs to he needs to start getting tackled. He does. And Kimpy, you make a really good point. Well, your old man makes a really good point. And, and it's like, like this across any sport. Is he? You know, the players that get the big money and take off the salary cap are the dual threat or the triple threat players. Mm. No just pure shooter in the NBA makes $100 million, gets a $100 million contract. You have to be able to do more than one thing. And, geez, this, you've, got, you've, <laughs> you've stoked the fire, Kimpy. <laughs> Name a team that would have Brownie as an assistant, let alone head coach. He sucks. That's from Frazee on double eight, double three. Well, you haven't mixed messages there. What about this? Would Torhu Harris be that player you're talking about? Well, Toru Harris, yep. Toru Harris, on the edge he is, mm. 100%. You know, whether he comes back from a you know, major knee injury and, and is that same player, um, who, who knows? But he's had plenty of time to rest up and get ready and and become that strike player mid-season. I just hope that by that time that he does come back that the Warriors haven't missed too much of the, of the, the season and mm. let too much of the season slip. Like, you really need to finish in the four. Mm. You know, just... Think about it logically. Sixteen teams, you and you got to win half your games. You get in the eight. Like it's a pretty easy, easy um, number, isn't it? When you're breaking, when you're breaking it down to make the eight. But unfortunately, from five, six, seven, and eight, they don't win the final. Mm. Well, it's a, one to four. Without a mind, Kimpy, Izzy, this weekend, like day two after that hiding, like is there any room to dwell and to get stuck in the weeds about what went on against Melbourne? Or is this weekend against Canberra, which is a winnable game, is this, should every little bit of your juice of energy just be going into win this week? They have to, yeah. They've got to move on quick. It's coming up. You know, it's only a couple of days out. They've already named their side, so that they know, the guys know what who's getting an opportunity to right the wrong. And... Um, yeah, you, you can't dwell on this competition. Look, it'll be interesting to see what's unfolded over the last day, day and a bit. If there had been the tough conversations, we know Nathan Brown come out and said well, he's got to ask some things and he, the media asked and he didn't really explain himself. So, look, be interesting to see if anything has eventuated. They've asked the hard questions. They've put people on the spot. Um, they've only made one change. And, uh, yeah, so, look, it's a simple case. They've got to move on. This is a winnable game against a, a tough outfit, the Canberra Raiders. Um, but I want to ask you, Kempi, the question about Edward Corsi, the young man. Um, obviously, he had a night to forget. Can what, how would you approach this situation, mate? Like, how would you approach? I mean, I would, have, I would have let him play. You would have given another hundred percent. That one game didn't define um, mm. Edward Corsi. Then, and yes, he, he deserved to be dropped. But you, you've got to think about long term. What what that's going to do to him? So, and we've we've seen it all before. Manu Vatova had the same game. Mm. You know, what I mean, he came back, ended up scoring 10, you know, 10 tries for ten years every season. You know, after that, after that effort. So, I think, I think, you know, I woke up this morning thinking, "Geez, I hope they haven't dropped Cossie," but they did. Um, they got him as eighteenth man, so he possibly could still play. But mm. yeah, it's a it's a tough one. But I just wanted to I just wanted to touch on this one point. You know, in the first three years, me and Ando had the Warriors team. The the, the this and Louis said it before um, about Melbourne. As you get them fit, you get them even fitter, and you just get them like. Running out of this, and so the rest of the comp. There was that was our main thing. Like get the Warriors fit when we took over the big Ali Lau TDs, the, the Clintons, the Jerry Seusers. So we we flogged them, and we got them really really fit. There, those days with no GPS, you know, it was just I and and how you guys feeling wearing heart rate monitors. But when they lost, okay, me and Ando, we we never played our cards. They knew we weren't happy, and we put them in a sand pit. So we built the sand pit at the back of the state at the back of the state and stadium oh, here. School, love out Mount Smart. We got the tractor in by the with the guys at the ground and they said they they said, 
what, what, what are you doing that piece of grass? They said, oh, nothing. I said, can we put a sand pit in there? Well, like like at primary school where you don't a bring primary, your wide broom a pri- hat. A primary to- school sand pit. Yeah, yeah, primary school sand pit. But it was like 10 metres long by 10 metres wide. It was could only fit two players two players defending and one runner. And they knew, mate. They the boy, And you talked to Monty, you talked to anybody about it. They knew when they were heading to the sand pit. Now, like on Monday after that game, for instance, they were going to the sand pit. Yeah. And what we needed to get into them straight away was that effort ain't good enough. Now you're going to take it out on each other, and we'd line them all up, and we'd put the young kids in the in the in the sand pit with them who didn't play, like the Frank Paul Nuisalas that came on, the Ben Matalinos, the, the Russell Packers, and they'd bash them, mate. Mm. And Monty and Monty and Jerry and Ali would have to carry the ball, and we'd just stand there and say, right, carry the football, and then get the young boys and get into them. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And what that did was it got them ready again for the next week. Mm. You know, not so, so have the Warriors done that? Have Nathan Brown no, done anything like mate, that or what? Mate, or nah? These days are no, too soft. Back to the room, sort of put stuff. the PlayStation on and move on. That's right. Mm. I, I don't know if it's that, but I do know that it's not that. It's it's not what Kempe's saying. Mm. And it's somewhere in between. What Nathan Brown said about some people didn't try and Harry's going to deal with it, that's for him to do. I'm sceptical that there will be much done in camp. Same. This week, I'm thinking it's actually probably just throw it out the back door, open the boot, and let's just get this winning against Mate, Canberra. I'm, th- I'm thinking seriously, and, and we'll probably touch on this in the next month, I think there's something else going on. Seriously, I think there's something else playing out in the background. So I think there's, you know, because an effort for me... social distancing. Well, mm. For me, <laughs> the way that they, ca- they capitulated and the way that players gave in says that there's something not quite right. All right, Kempe, hold that thought. Some great texts here on double eight, double three, including somebody who is, I'm not kidding, gone up and made a Warriors team out of uh, bench players for the All Blacks. So we're going to have to get to that after this. <laughs> you guys are crack up on double eight, double three. Give us a call. There's a spot right here for you, 0800 150 What's the mood in Warriors camp today? And do, have they done the right thing by just, and they had to name the, the side, but just let's just move on. Let's just move on. You tell us. It's 19 minutes past 7 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.